This is your life, God's truth, your QFM. It is Phil here in the studio, and I got a full house today. I've got uh, Jeff and Gene in the studio, Jeff Meyer and Gene. I see if I get this right. Schwantis, is that right? Correct. All right, and uh, Jeff, we know quite well as a part of our uh, Bible study here in a Long-time uh, veteran and working as well with the Wounded Spirits Ministry, right, Jeff? Correct. Yeah, very good. Okay, and and now graduate school. Uh, yep. Real quick, explain that. Um, it's just, uh, well, it's the next part of my education. Uh, get the uh, graduate degree in, uh, in social work. Um, yeah. Allowed me to go to work as a mental health therapist. Um, hopefully reach out to uh, or working back again with those veterans and yeah. law enforcement, first responders, all those guys that are dealing with PTSD. Uh, that's my, my target yeah. population, those guys that are dealing with that kind of stuff. You served our country for years in what in what way again? Uh, I was in the Army for 22 years. Okay. Yep. And then I flew uh, uh, EMS helicopters for another 18 years after I retired. Wow. I uh, retired from that in 2018, went back to school for uh, social work to be a mental health therapist, and yeah. now we are got the, the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, <laughs> get get done with the grad school, and, uh, and then, of course, you got to go through all the, the licensing, licensure sure. um, stuff, but uh, yeah, after that, it becomes uh, just a matter of... Yeah. You're anxious to work with veterans. I am. Yeah, I, uh, I'm right. looking forward to the internships that we have to do through school, and they are always just a, uh, a huge, I don't know, education experience all by themselves, <laughs> yeah. really. They, they really are. It's, a, it's just a, a tremendous experience that you get to work with, not just the veterans, but you know the entire population, uh, yeah. wherever you're at. So. Gene, uh, and we also have Scotty on the phone. We'll get to Scotty in a second, but Gene Schwantis with Disabled American Veterans here in Bemidji. Uh, welcome. How are you, Gene? Very good, yes. Chapter yeah. 7 is what we're with. Chapter 7 of the DAV, and you've yeah. been with that for how long? Since 2012. Okay, very good. Yeah. And you are a veteran yourself? Yes, sir. In, Our, in what way were you a veteran? Uh, how was, did you serve? I was Army uh, for three years, uh, did airframe repair, sheet metal welding. Hmm. Thank you for your service as well. You're welcome. Yeah, and uh, DAV is an active organization here in Bemidji, isn't it? Yes, it is. We're very active. We deal in the medical equipment along with helping veterans and other service organizations that also help veterans uh, by donations of funds or equipment or whatever is required. Yeah. You work with a lot of veterans, I know, in nursing homes around the area and, and in their own homes, I'm sure. That's correct. A lot of the physical therapists and home aides come to us to get medical equipment that maybe the veteran can't afford or doesn't have access to try to find it uh, because we get people that donate to us and we in turn donate that same medical equipment back out to the veteran. We need to do a little bit of repair work on it or mm. put batteries in or whatever it takes. We'll try to get that done so they end up with a good piece of equipment to work yeah. with. Yeah, amen. All right, well, this is all leading up to something. And, of course, it has to do with the very, very exciting news of the new veterans home that is now under construction in Bemidji. And that leads us to Scotty Allison on the phone with us, the Beltrami County Veteran Service Officer. Scotty, good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you. Good to visit with you, and how long, again, have you been the uh, Beltrami County Veteran Service Officer? Since April uh, 2012. All right, and how did you serve our country, Scotty? I was in the Navy for three years and the active Army for 28 years. Wow. Well, thank you for your service, and 
How did you happen to, to uh, you know, lock in with the, uh, as a county veteran service officer? Well, in 2012, I saw the advertisement. I said, oh, that sounds like a good job. Let me <laughs> put my name in there, and that's kind of how it worked out. <laughs> that's officer. awesome. And at that time, I was just working odd jobs, so it came open, and I thought, well, that would be a great job to come and help vets. Yeah. Is that a part of, actually, the military, your position, or is it... Just a part well, of in the uh, state of Minnesota, okay. it's required that every county has a veteran service officer by law. So each of the 87 counties has a veteran service officer. All right. Well, when you came on board in 2012, the project of trying to get a home to Bemidji was already well underway, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, at that time, uh, Commissioner Lukacek and Commissioner Giovini had been steadily working at it along with uh, Ralph Morris, who uh, he's a medical practitioner. They had been working at getting the vets home. So they just, uh, when I got hired, one of the things he said, okay, now you're going to help us make this push to get this vets home. So a lot of the groundwork had been laid in. You know, there was a study that had been done that showed Bemidji was one of the communities that should have a veterans home because of a distance from existing veterans homes and the number of veterans in the area. So a lot of groundwork had been done. What had not been done was the big push down to get legislators in St. Paul to kind of come on board with us about this. Was that the biggest hurdle was to get you know, the government to say yes, or were there other hurdles well, that... Well, the number one thing was, uh, you know, the veterans' homes are owned by the state. They're run by the state. So the state has to agree to uh, uh, build one, number one, and then number two, to finance it through operating costs. Sure. So, yeah, we had to get the legislators on board, and there was a truckload of legislators along the way who assisted with this. Yeah. So eventually, uh, the state of Minnesota did agree uh, to provide funding for the vets' home. And at that point, then, we began the process of raising local donations. Because by the time they agreed to build a vets' home and the time we actually had to provide the money to the federal government, uh, the more local donations and state donations you had, the more money you could get from the federal government. It was a two, it was a one-third, two-thirds match. Gotcha. So for every dollar we could raise, the federal government would provide $2 to build it. Yeah. How much did you guys end up raising here? Uh, in the local area, we ended up raising $2.3 million. Wow. And that was a combination of counties, uh, townships, uh, veteran service organization donations, uh, private individuals, uh, uh, contributions from like businesses, first you know like the banks, First National sure. Security, State Bank, Nielsen Foundation, Lucan Foundation. So everybody, so that two point three million really parlayed into six point nine million uh, mm. when you throw in the federal funds, and then you we got a state donation of or a state levy. I guess that's the word. Yeah. Of twelve point four million, which gave us the money then to be able to build the vets' home. Mm. Groundbreaking was not long ago. Uh, were you there, Gene, for the groundbreaking? And yes, it was held August twenty sixth. Yeah, Jeff, you were there, weren't you? I was you? there. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Scotty, you were there with a big smile, I bet, because wow, what a day that was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was kind of a good army day, and the guy. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> because when you're in the army, when you get ready to go out in the field maneuvers or something like that, it always rains, so it just makes you kind of. 
you know, you're kind of miserable right up front. Get that <laughs> out of the way. And it was raining cats and dogs. And I had told the people two months before, I said, we're in the middle of a drought, but I guarantee you the day we do the groundbreaking, it will rain. And wow. it did. It was cats and dogs. Wow. Well, you know what? That's all right, because uh, you, the sun shone through anyway, and the excitement was there, and a lot of dignitaries there, a lot of people that were passionate about the project were there, and uh, wow, uh, it's well underway now. I mean, I drive by there. Jeff, there's a lot of activity there, isn't there? There is. I was actually only be able to get over there one more time. Uh, I've only been there once uh, since the groundbreaking ceremony, and uh, it is. It's like completely changed the landscape already. And it's like, Busy bees. Cat. Yeah, they're working, working rapidly at it. You know, it's not fair, though, Scotty, because with all those trees there, you can't see what's going on back there, you know? Yeah, but I did go back there and walk not too long ago just to see what they were doing. So, <laughs> obviously, they got to get the uh, roadway in, Yeah, then they got to build the structure so that they can enclose it so that in the winter time we can continue to work on it. Yeah, yeah, amen. At the fair, uh, I know it was over by the Beltrami County Sheriff booth and so forth. They had a big uh, architectural drawing of this facility, and wow, uh, it's kind of a sprawling complex. It's all one level, isn't it, Scotty? Yes. Okay. And how many uh, beds? And w- by the way, will it all be constructed? At the same time, or is there any phases to this project? Or no, I mean, uh, what will happen is, I mean, well, obviously there's phases. You got to put in the basement, and then you got right. to put in. You've got to put in the basement is simply for supplies and things like that. None of the residents will live there. Mm-hmm. But the level structure, uh, you know, there's no phased operation to the opening of it. It will be kind of, it'll be all built and ready to go, but. When they begin to open it up, it'll be phased because we'll occupy one wing. They'll do a test flight on that for about 60 days, I guess, is the number. What they're doing is they'll put residents in, and they'll make sure everything's operating before they start bringing all the residents in. Yeah. Well, there'll be a lot of interesting infrastructure in that building. There's no doubt. Technology, etc. You know, we've all heard that there's a waiting list. In fact, Gene, you were saying... You know, you know, are well aware that there's a waiting list for a facility like this, right? That that you guys deal with, even with DAV, trying to help them in their homes, etc. Right? What they're expecting was, after it even gets full, there'll be about a six month waiting list in order to get in. Wow, is that is that's what you're hearing, Scotty? Yeah, right now the waiting list for all the vets' homes varies between six to twelve months, kind of. Uh, depending on what level of need. So the the first thing to know about this is it's not, some people think it's just a home, but it's not that. It's a nursing home. Yeah. So you must meet the requirements of nursing level care, you know, uh, ability to live, you know, eating, bathing, things like that. So you will have to meet the requirements for nursing home level care, and that is what it is. Okay. And will it be run and managed by the Veterans Administration? Is that who no. runs this facility? No, nope. it's the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs. Okay. So uh, you have Big VA, which is the Federal Veterans Administration, and then you have Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, which is down in St. Paul, and they run all the vets' homes. Uh, the v- VA, Big VA, has to certify the home, of course. Okay. But once it's certified, it's run by the state. So anybody that's working in there is a state employee. Okay. All right. And so even the, uh, 
Well, there probably isn't any doctors on staff in a facility like this, would there be, Scotty? But certainly nursing. There will be, uh, there'll be, no, there will be nursing. There will be docs. Okay. Uh, so, they, they, I mean, they'll be in and out, of course. Yeah. But they will be, uh, you know, they'll have, a doc, uh, as I understand, a couple of doctors on staff. Okay. Scotty, you know Jeff and Gene. You know their hearts of what they do with the DAV and Jeff with his work in counseling, social work, PTSD. I mean, you know, to have uh, other organizations and, and individuals like Jeff and Gene that will work with the residents of a VA here, that's uh, that's important too, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this, you know, this, so, you know, I'm just but one person in the whole big cog of the big veterans uh, business world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say that there's um, truckloads of veterans like Jeff and Gene and various other folks around here. We have some great service organizations uh, around here, the American Legion, the VFW, AMVETS, and then we also have DAV Chapter 7 that Gene's the commander of. Yeah. So and they provide tremendous support uh, and have not only for the building of the vet's home but what they do day to day for veterans. Mm, that's great. And Jeff, you know, we're probably looking at mostly Vietnam War veterans moving in here to begin with. Is that about where we're at? Probably the majority yeah. of them, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We and might get a few Korean War veterans in there, but uh, Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, everybody wants to kind of go to so any veteran can reside in the vet's home. Sure. It doesn't matter if you were in combat or you weren't. If you meet the requirements, uh, you're a veteran, you meet the criteria by the state, then you would be allowed to live there. The biggest cohort of veterans in our area is actually uh, peacetime vets. Mm-hmm. So with Vietnam following behind that, and then, of course, Iraq, Afghanistan. So we hope... Not too many Iraq, Afghanistan folks end up in this. Right. But certainly, uh, if you're talking uh, veterans that served in the 50s, 60s, that's kind of where it's at at this point. Yeah. Well, my dad, he uh, served uh, peacetime in Germany. He would have been 89 this year, but he passed away three years ago. But I'm assuming, yeah, there'd be a lot of guys in that era that would right now be looking, you know, possibly for nursing home. Scotty. That is it. So, I mean, you really, the cohort, you just mentioned it, I would guess somewhere between the 70s to 90s, you know, meeting age-wise. Yeah. Jeff, have you been in some VA homes over the years, or would this be kind of a Actually, new... Actually, I was only in, uh, I've only ever been in one, and I was uh, invited to go with to uh, Chippewa Falls, and Scotty took a uh, group of us down there to uh, to look at their home, Um they wanted to use that as the model for ours. Mm-hmm. And uh, so just a, a tremendous facility and the staff and everything was was yeah. phenomenal. And uh, so if ours you know, comes anywhere close to that standard, we're going to have just a, a, an exemplary uh, home uh, awesome. to, in, in service to provide for our veterans. How about you, Gene? Well. Have, you, have you been in one? No, I have not. Hmm. This is going to be neat, though, isn't it? it? It will be very interesting to see it. It sounds like it's a great facility. Every room is individual, so there's no yeah. double rooms or anything. It should be a great home for these folks that need it. You know, there's a lot of wonderful nursing homes around the area, no doubt about it. My mom, 
who just recently passed away was in a nursing home for over five years and you know beautiful facility that kind of thing and so scotty this home this uh, va home really is just like that no doubt uh like any other nursing home but what is it in your opinion as we actually get ready to wrap up here what is it that is so special about a home just for veterans let's let's touch on that scotty yeah, well, I would say not just veterans, but veterans and their families. Mm. Uh, so it's kind of a, I mean, so there is uh, some number of spots reserved for spouses. So if a spouse meets the requirement, they could stay there. Uh, Gold Star parents, which is parents of somebody who's been killed in uh, in the military, uh, they could stay there. So, but uh, what I would say about it all is, uh, you know, veterans get around each other, and it's like any other kind of group. They uh, they talk their language. They have a certain way that they view the world <laughs> and life. Yeah. And so being able to live your life out in dignity at the end with fellow uh, folks who served in the military, it just to me, that's just the best. So, you know, I know we have some great facilities around here like Gold Pine and, uh, you know, uh, Nielsen and so on. But it's a little different because anybody can reside there. In this case, you know, you got to have some association with the military. And so the folks are uh, not only, uh, you know, the folks who work there have that in the uppermost part of their mind, that this is a different kind of a cohort that's in there. Yeah, amen. And veterans that are already in another nursing home, we talked about this a little bit before you came on, they're not necessarily going to transfer into this one. Is that right, Scotty? Yeah, there's no uh, there's no requirement for them to move or anything like that. Uh, obviously, if they want to, they would get on the waiting list. And sure, sure. They go. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up here in just a bit, Gene. Let's just for a moment talk about the DAV. Uh, are you always looking for volunteers? You know, because it is again a volunteer organization in, in the Bemidji area. Correct. It's a total volunteer program, uh, and. We're always needing volunteers because mm-hmm. there's a lot of work that we do. Uh, we take military veterans as volunteers. We take civilians as volunteers. Okay. You don't have to be connected to the military whatsoever. We have quite a few people that show up every week uh, to throw clothes uh, uh, that we collect from donations in town, which is a city here in the county, support us extremely well uh, with all their donations that they give to us. So we can use help on Fridays and Mondays and Tuesdays, our work day from 8 till 10 at least. Tuesdays, yeah. <laughs> to throw in a little plug-in in case anybody wants to show no, up. We'll eight, be, so 8 <laughs> to 10 Tuesday mornings? Or? Correct. Yeah. And then Fridays and um, Mondays and Fridays, we pick up the bends around town uh, at least. Uh, sometimes we're picking up some of the bends four times a week just because they're overflowing. Wow. So the area does really support us well, and we really appreciate that and thank the area for that. Uh, How do support. they get a hold of you to volunteer? Is it just to, to come somewhere to an office? or uh, On every one of our bends is my phone number, the DAV phone. It's uh, 218-556-4592. Okay. And uh, then call anytime, uh, whether it's for volunteering or getting medical equipment. Requirement for medical equipment is you have to be a veteran or a veteran family member. Okay. If somebody has medical equipment they want to donate... You're wide open to that, right? That's, Wheelchairs, things like that? That is correct. That's the same thing there. Give me a call. Yeah. Again, 218-556-4592. 
and it's Gene. Correct. You're probably going to answer that phone? Correct. (laughs) All right. And Jeff, you know, God bless you too, is what you're working on. And I know there's others, no doubt, that are uh, trying to help veterans that might struggle with things like PTSD, right? Yeah, there's a bunch of organizations out there that are committed to supporting and helping the veterans that 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 struggle with ptsd and Mm -hmm. uh, we appreciate every one of them and you know i just appreciate this opportunity for you to bring in the the vso and our dav commander and stuff and get us talking about some of the stuff that's going on and uh, especially about the new home that we got coming on oh it's so exciting scotty when do they hope for it to be done yeah it looks like uh you know we're looking at probably later summer 2023 okay well, that's not too bad, though. That's less than two years. So. Yep. And so, you know, uh, uh, obviously the hiring process for people will begin, you know, I would guess about eight to nine, you know, nine months out. And that would be the stage part because they got to bring in people and train them and make sure everybody's up to snuff before they open it up for the first vet. Yeah, yeah. So they'll bring a management team here to Bemidji to live and work, etc. Has that already started? Is there is there like an overseer already here? Not yet. They haven't hired okay. that person. But uh, they do have on the website with MNDVA, Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, you know, they're starting to begin to look for people. Obviously, the, uh, the linchpin to the whole operation is medical staff. Hmm. Yeah, and when it comes to let's say, these peacetime veterans that are out there, maybe there's some. You would know this, Scotty, as a veteran service officer. There's probably some veterans out there that they're just not really uh, engaged in, you know, letting people know of their needs. You know, that's what you're there for, no doubt, to work with veterans. Uh, You know, there could be some not even on that waiting list yet. How do they get on a waiting list? They just have to, uh, there's an application process. You can either go to the MNDVA website and download the application, or you could go to your local CVSO, and they could help you fill out the application. It's a very simple application. And then they put you on the wait list, and then when you get closer to it, then they begin to talk about finances and sure. you know uh, what you might be paying and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so there is some... Uh, pers- or private pay involved with this, no doubt. Right. You know, except for highly rated disabled veterans, uh, they would be able to live there for free. Okay. And so, obviously, uh, go ahead, Scotty. Yeah. And, you know, people who don't meet that, then they would just base it upon income. So okay. the less your income, obviously, the less you'd be able to give. Yeah, I mean, similar to any other nursing home, I suppose. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. And you are a very important person for information as well, Scotty. How can people get a hold of you? Well, I would say not so me, not so much me anymore because I'm in the uh, I'm in the slowdown now. I'm going to go part time next month. Shane Gustafson. Okay. Is the guy, and his number is two one eight three 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 four one seven seven. And his name is Shane, and he took over about four and a half months ago. Okay. So both of you are in the office at the moment, then? Well, Shane's uh, he's not in here right now. He's got a day off, so yeah, uh, I'm in here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Shane Gustafson, uh, 333-4177. That's basically the veteran service officer number, right? Yep, here in, in Beltrami County, and obviously every other uh, county has a CVSO. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you, Scotty, for your input today. It's, it is very, very exciting. And of course, for those who don't know where this home is being built, it's, 
It's basically just east of Sanford Medical Center, correct? Yep, on Ann Street. On Ann Street, yep. So very close to the Sanford Consortium, and then also very close to the Bemidji VA Clinic. Yeah, okay, right, yeah. And it's behind a bunch of trees. <laughs> yeah, it's behind a bunch of trees. Uh, I would mention Sanford donated that land, uh-huh. about 15 acres. It was valued at approximately $1 million. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, so Sanford has been very good to the, the veterans here in, in Beltrami in the northwest sector of our uh, state. And I'm assuming they'll be involved with the medical needs, right? Sanford will be, or? Well, they will be to a certain point. I mean, you know, so... The MNDVA is responsible for primary care management, Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs. Okay. So, but if somebody needs to see a specialist, obviously Sanford will play a, a large role in that. Okay, very good. Scotty, God bless you. Thank you so much for taking time. Well, thank you very much for having me. You bet. And uh, Jeff, thank you. You're welcome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for putting this together, as a matter sure. of fact. <laughs> and also thanks for teaching a biblical worldview class here in Bemidji, and that's going well, isn't it? It is going well. Wednesday night, 6.30. If you haven't you signed go. up, if you haven't showed up yet, we still have room. Yeah, and there's a lot of really good information. There is, so, yeah. Yeah, all right. Gene, good to meet you. Thank you for what you do. Same here, and thank you for having us on. Yeah, again, if you want to volunteer with the Disabled American Veterans, DAV, it is uh, called Gene, 556-218-556-4592. God bless you, Gene. Thank you. All right. This is your life. God's truth. Your QFM.